I have to admit it, I'm a bit of a martial arts fan. I'm also a bit of a fan of like superhero films and time travel films and uh, well, you get the gist. So a new film came out. It's actually done smashingly well at the box office. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And you know what? It's a disgustingly anti-Catholic movie. In fact, there should be a huge warning that this box office hit is a not-so-subtle attack on the Eucharist itself. This is The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Just before we begin, let me tell you that this is LifeSite's 25th anniversary year. On August 17th, we are having an anniversary event in Naples, Florida. Hope you can join us there. It's going to be awesome. Naples, Florida. Go to gala25.lifesitenews.com for more information. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So the newly released film, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, is a martial arts sci-fi fantasy raking in cash at the box office. However, its messaging is actually profoundly anti-Catholic, and it is disgusting to boot, with scenes of a woman beating a man with dildos and a man trying desperately to impale himself in his bottom. So the whole theme of the movie centers on a mother refusing to joyfully and fully embrace her daughter's lesbian relationship. The mother tolerates it, but tries to shield the grandfather from the situation by calling her daughter's partner a friend rather than her girlfriend. In addition to pushing the total affirmation of homosexuality, the film portrays the need to fulfill the desires of all the sexual fetishes in the LGBTQI plus whatever alphabet, including even BDSM with the heroine bringing an, what you might call, an attacker to joy and peace by satisfying his masochistic tendency. Well, the multiverse element of the film leads to bizarre and intentionally mind-bending comedic elements. In the end, however, the great evil, which prevents the full acceptance of homosexuality and its associated perversions, is a thinly veiled portrayal of the Catholic Blessed Sacrament. In what is obviously meant to look like a Catholic church, the heroine and her daughter are brought to the altar, and behind the tabernacle curtain or veil is bread, not the unleavened bread of the Eucharist, but a blackened bagel which spins like a black hole and is ready to suck in the troubled youth and perhaps all humanity. The heroine pulls her daughter back from that abyss by giving full acceptance to her homosexuality and introduces her daughter's lesbian partner to the grandfather as her girlfriend, after which all good and peace is restored. The film is disgusting on many levels, but none more so than the distortion of the Catholic teaching on homosexuality and related issues, never of course mentioning that it is the Catholic teaching, 
but only implying such with the use of Eucharistic imagery. So why is it that the Church opposes homosexuality and all of the new perversions which have stemmed from it? Well, the answer to that is simple. It's all about love. You know, the famous saying of homosexual advocates has always been, how can you be against love? And the only proper answer, although it's rarely ever used, is the only reason why we oppose homosexual sexual relations is love. It's true love for all people, especially our brothers and sisters, who are tempted to engage in sexual behaviors that are harmful to them. We must love them enough to tell them that these behaviors are harmful for them, that they are harmful physically, psychologically, and spiritually. You know, God made us, and He gave Himself for us. He gave us the rules. He created our bodies, and He gave us the rules for them, not for His own benefit, not to deny us freedom or happiness or whatever, but for our own benefit. For our freedom, the freedom from slavery to sin, which brings with it disease and death, and spiritual death. At LifeSight, we have published for years the studies that prove the grave harm to the body and the mind, which is caused by sexual activity that runs counter to that which God intended. The loving union of one man and one woman in a free, faithful, fruitful giving of themselves to one another until death. Every other sexual engagement, be it with persons of the same sex or multiple persons with pornography, is harmful. And thus God, who created us, body and mind, warned us against such harmful behaviors. And what is it, beyond love, that could motivate anyone to say such things nowadays? When we speak of such truths, we're called haters and bigots. The only motivation that could motivate us to say such things today is love. To love our fellow men and women enough to tell them the truth on the true meaning and beauty of human sexuality. For those of you who may not be aware of the harms of homosexuality and the many other sexual activities outside of God's plan, here's actually one of the most powerful testimonies I have ever seen on it. It actually comes from a homosexual activist. He was actually pointing out to the government in Canada the harms of homosexual activity. He intended to do that, of course, not to do that per se, but to ask for more health care dollars, dollars for the LGBT community. But here's what he said. It was on February 17, 2009, and it was carried in actually Canada's largest gay paper called Extra. It reported on that group that was going forward, that homosexual group, going forward to the Canadian government. Again, to ask for more healthcare dollars for the gay community. The activist's name was Jens Helquist, and he was the executive director of the Canadian Rainbow Health Coalition at the time. It was a leading homosexual activist group. He explained his concerns about the health status of homosexual men and women in Canada. He observed, and I quote, We have one of the poorest health statuses in this country. Health issues affecting queer Canadians include lower life expectancy than the average Canadian, suicide, higher rates of substance abuse, depression, inadequate access to care, and HIV-AIDS. He continued this way, and I quote again. He continued, and I quote again. There are all kinds of health issues that are endemic to our community. 
We have higher rates of anal cancer in the gay male community. Lesbians have higher rates of breast cancer. The reality is that there are more LGBT people in this country who die of suicide each year than die from AIDS. There are more who die early deaths from substance abuse than die of HIV-AIDS. And Jens Helquist, that homosexual activist, concluded this way, and I quote, Now that we can get married, everyone assumes that we don't have any issues anymore. A lot of the deaths that occur in our community are hidden. We don't see them. Those of us who are on the working on the front lines see them. And I'm tired of watching my community die. So, with regard to the transgender ideology that is so prevalent today, I want you to check out this medical doctor, Michelle Cretella, who explains in one minute the harm of this ideology better than most could do in a whole book. Check this out. Uh, the definition of a delusion is a fixed false belief. So if I persistently, consistently insist that I am Margaret Thatcher, or persistently, consistently insist that I am a cat, or uh, I'm an amputee trapped in a normal body, I am delusional. And in fact, there are people who believe they are amputees trapped in a normal body. They are appropriately diagnosed as having body identity integrity disorder. If you want to cut off an arm or a leg, you're mentally ill. But if, but if you want to cut off healthy, healthy breasts and genitals, oh, then you're transgender and you don't have a mental illness. Individuals with disorders of sex development are being used as pawns in the fight for um, basically a civil right to a mental illness. There's no such thing as a civil right to a mental illness. But that is in fact what we are dealing with, with the transgender rights movement. In fact, you want to watch that whole interview with Dr. Cretella, which was conducted by Tradition, Family and Property. And you can see the link to that in my blog post on this video at LifeSite News. How many people are hearing this truth today? It's actually almost nobody. And the saddest thing is that the very ministers that God has put in charge of teaching his truth on human sexuality have, for the most part, remained silent. Believe it or not, the Vatican once specifically warned against silence on the hard truths of homosexuality. The man who became Pope Benedict XVI, while he headed up the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, issued a public document directed to the bishops of the Catholic Church saying that silence about the Church's teachings regarding the spiritual harm of homosexual acts presents a false charity which is neither caring nor pastoral. It was in 1986, the CDF document, and it was called Letter to the Bishops of the Catholic Church on the Pastoral Care of Homosexual Persons. It emphasized that the necessity of, and I quote, clearly stating that homosexual activity is immoral, end quote. It was the instruction to the bishops of the world on homosexuality that said these words, quote, but we wish to make it clear that departure from the church's teachings or silence about it in an effort to provide pastoral care, is neither caring nor pastoral. Only what is true can ultimately be pastoral. The neglect of the church's position prevents homosexual men and women from receiving the care they need and deserve." End quote. Today, all that seems to come from the Vatican seems to be confusing or falsehood on this very issue. 
So let's have a look at the recent past. In 2005, a few weeks after the election of Pope Benedict XVI, the late Cardinal Alfonso López Trujillo, who retained his position as the president of the Pontifical Council for the Family, gave one of the strongest statements defending the traditional family ever voiced in the Church. Cardinal Trujillo said, Parliaments which open the way for same-sex marriage destroy piece by piece the institution of the family, the most valuable heritage of peoples and humanity. He called homosexual marriage, and I quote, a crime which represents the destruction of the world. And, speaking of adoption of children by homosexual couples, he said, and I quote, this would destroy the child's future. It would be an act of moral violence against the child, end quote. You know, with those strong words, he awoke many to the dangers of the worldwide assault on the family. Importantly, the cardinal explained that it was out of love that the church was pointing out these dangers. Love not only for society at large, but also for homosexuals themselves. He said, and I quote, As I have said many times, said, uh, homosexual peoples must be respected, loved, and assisted. We must help them overcome this situation if they seriously want to, and help them realize that there is not only life on earth, there is another life. It is false to say that the church does not love these people. She loves them and wants to lead them to eternal salvation. End quote. In an address to the Roman Curia on December 22, 2008, Pope Benedict XVI capitalized on the popular ecology trend, calling for a human ecology, respecting the Creator's natural order of relationships between man and woman. In language very similar to that of Cardinal Trujillo, the Holy Father at the time said the Church must protect man from self-destruction. He said, and I quote, if the church speaks of the nature of the human being as man and woman and demands that this order of creation be respected, this is not some antiquated metaphysics. What is involved here is faith in the creator and a readiness to listen to the language of creation. To disregard this would be the self-destruction of man himself and hence the destruction of God's own work, end quote. The Pope did not speak on the subject to be popular, not because he had some vendetta against gays either. He was preaching caritas in veritate, speaking the truth out of love. Love for God and his truth, love for mankind as a whole, and specifically love for his fellow human beings who are hurting themselves with destructive sexual lifestyles. You know, for his remarks, he was castigated in the mainstream press. In thousands of news articles and talk shows around the world, from Bulgaria to India, Pope Benedict was bashed for daring to say we should care as much for mankind as the tropical rainforests, that the harm caused by going against the Creator's plan for human sexuality is destructive and hurtful. The homosexual press had the most outrageous headlines on the topic. A pink news headline in the UK read, Pope learned nothing from his time in the Hitler Youth. And Pope Benedict's latest outburst justifies homophobic bullying and attacks. But the coverage in the mainstream press was hardly less offensive. The San Francisco Chronicle headlined, Pope Benedict at Christmas, preaching bigotry disguised as compassion. And the Times of London said, Christmas was never meant to be about this. Well, a good friend of mine, a former practicing homosexual, and now a faithful Catholic, says 
about the Catholic position on homosexuality, and I quote, I don't think the Catholic Church's current attitude is abusive. I think it's love. A loving parent sometimes has to tell a child not to play in a bad neighborhood. The child may take offense and tell all his friends how mean his parents are. Perhaps the child goes to school and tells the teachers and principal that his parents are abusive. The parent sadly accepts this anger, judgment, and threatening calls from teachers, principals perhaps. But nevertheless, the parent has to stand firm because the parent loves the child and wants to protect the child from the dangers of the bad neighborhood. Sometimes being a good parent means being hated by children who make unsafe demands. My friend continued this way. He said, like the child in the example above, some people in the gay community think the Catholic Church has been unfair with its position on gay sex and have complained loudly and publicly. The Church has been beat up badly by the press, politicians, and the courts. Like the parent in the example above, the Catholic Church must stand firm and accept the pain and damage that this bad press, in order to protect the souls of Christians who obey and listen to the Church's teaching. It is precisely because the Catholic Church loves gay people, and all people, that it advises against gay sex. End quote. In the end, my friends, it is all about love. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you.